sports science, strength and conditioning, high performance coaching. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show. Hey everybody, it's your host Adam Ringler and today for this episode, rather than advertising for some sport performance technology company about whatever latest gizmo that they may have, I wanna remind you of two things. Number one, I have a monthly newsletter that goes out chocked full of great research articles, interesting tidbits, quotes, books I'm reading, things I'm finding fascinating. It is essentially the birch box of newsletters. You don't know exactly what you're gonna get week to week, month to month, but what you can guarantee is that it's going to be chock full of good things. Head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Pop in your email and sign up today. You will not regret it. And I won't spam you with 8 million different uh, emails, you know, every week, every day, every month. So check it out, adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Secondly, I get emails and messages every single publication talking about how can we support the Decoding Excellence show and the mission that you're bringing to us. And the easiest way is buy me a coffee. No, don't actually physically buy me a coffee. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. And there you can find in an easy donation way, you can pop in your, uh, your information and you could essentially buy the show a coffee, a $5 latte, if you will. And what we'll do with that is those proceeds from that donation will go immediately into the hosting fees for both the website and the Decoding Excellence show. So we can continue to bring this show to you via iTunes, Spotify, whatever podcast player of your choice. So check it out, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. Hey everybody, today on the Decoding Excellence show, I am bringing to you a random show, but this show is gonna be centered around the discussion of data science, sports science, and some of the common errors and problems, limitations and challenges that I see that exists in both. I'll be sharing with you my perspective of both disciplines, data science and sports science, and hopefully providing some commentary and discussion about what we can do better to really bring out more actionable information to the right stakeholders in the organization. So without further ado, here's the random show centered around data and sport science. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Decoding Excellence Show. Like always, I'm Adam Ringler, and today I wanted to discuss a little bit about data and sports science. And if you work in either disciplines, what you most likely have discovered is that we have this overwhelming crisis that is happening. Uh, and it seems like most of the conferences and clinics that I've go to, it seems like rather than discussing, you know, the right questions or answers or uh, methodological approaches to either um, coding languages, anything like that. We're discussing a lot of the human elements, the emotional intelligence aspects that's required to really actually bring any sort of actionable change to organizations. And this, uh, this has sort of resonated in my mind, and I continue to go back and think about these things after you know visiting with these conferences. And, and it seems like we're discussing a lot about communication and what we need to do in both realms to increase our 
efficacy ability to uh, to effectively communicate with key stakeholders. So, you know, I, I feel like lately in sport organizations and elsewhere, certainly in companies as well, there has been a huge boom in hiring sports scientists and data scientists. Uh, but the problem, it seems like, is that at least the critique that we've had is that we haven't really delivered a lot of value to these organizations' bottom line. And I would, uh, I'd refute that, number one. I think there's a, a, you know, some tremendous value that has come out in the last five to 10 years about training methodologies and what we can do to better identify athletes, whether it's movement dysfunctions, neuromuscular fatigue, uh, workload management, uh, and the list can go on and on and on about what has become commonplace best practice regardless if you have a robust data science or sports science department working for your organization. So I'll leave that aside. But what I will say is that, you know, the the refute has been that, uh, or the, the, the challenge, the critique has been that, you know, despite a lot of financial contributions to both of these departments, that they just haven't really carried their weight yet. And I think one of the root causes for a lot of that is that, you know, for the first part of, of either teams or either departments, their, their first mission really is we have to ask better questions and we have to really understand organizationally what questions are we wanting to seek answers for. So a lot of times it seems like key departments and key organizations will, will make this financial investment into sports science or data science without really having any formulated questions about the organization. Um, and that's, that's obviously the first part is that we have to you know, ask smart questions. But then we also need to be able to wrangle and, and actually collect the right relevant data. And that has obviously been done on a sports science standpoint with uh, you know, wearable technologies and force plate technologies um, and a number of different athlete management systems that have come out. Um, and the list can go on and on about performance technologies. But we obviously have to collect valid, reliable data regarding our student athletes or our professional athletes, if that's the realm that you work within. And then obviously the third part is we, we need to, you know, uncover insights. We need to have a good understanding about what the information is telling us. And I feel like a lot of the times what I see organizations do is they make that strategic investment. They get either the technology first, they assemble the team around technology, and then they hopefully try to figure out a question. And I think that's a backwards approach. I think it needs to start with questions first. We need to understand what the mission is. What do we need to do or accomplish during that mission? Where essentially the collection of data. And then we need to use it, break it down, and better understand and infer, uh, you know, key measurables or performance indicators from that. But that is all well and dandy, right? I think those are the, the obvious things that we should do in either department, whether it's data or, or sports science. But where I see a lot of these, you know, conferences, clinics, and symposiums discussing more and more about is that once you have these things, 
What do you do with it, right? And this is where people skills and your ability to communicate what those insights actually really mean for the sport organization or department that you work within, I think that's incredibly rare. And I think it's smart that more of these conferences are, are discussing sort of the communication piece um, because I think that you know what we find most commonly is that sports scientists bring a huge academic background and, and a well sort of versed research knowledge into an organization. They obviously have the technical skill sets to uh, run the instruments or to, in, in the sake of a data science standpoint, to you know, collect, clean, and uh, manipulate data in whatever programming language of choice that they particularly use. But what is challenging for both respects is that how do you communicate what you find and the nice little GG plots or the nice little uh, tables or analytics that you collect on both sides, how do you communicate that to the key stakeholders, the ones that actually make decisions uh, that affect the bottom line? So this is essentially where I wanted to go with this uh, this article, right, or this um, this podcast here, because I think that you know, begs the question, if we are collecting the right things and we are, you know, obviously communicating this information, is the other party listening? And that is something that I, I also see when I talk to colleagues across the country and across the globe is that they might have the right information and the right, uh, you know, inference from that information, but the counterpart isn't using it to make any sort of uh, any sort of actionable decisions. So what I've uh, sort of understood in the course of my career and, and discovered that, you know, I, I think sometimes the very best leaders all recognize that data science and sports science can deliver something to them, right? But I think that the common challenge is how is it being delivered to them? That's, I think that's the problem. I think that's the error that more of us need to continue to refine from a skill set standpoint of actually that communication piece. So we have great data. We've collected that data in a very robust and, uh, and very predictable way. But how do we actually communicate the findings to those people? And that is something that I think is being recognized on both parts, right? Like the key stakeholders of organizations understand that there's there's value in objective data. The other side of it, sports science and data scientists understand that there's a huge value in data, but there's this disconnect that exists in between them. So, so sometimes the, the common things that I see is that, you know, I, I sort of infer to it as probably the first fundamental flaw that we as both scientists need to you know, improve is that a lot of the times we'll we'll have these algorithms and we have this data insight and we we present it in a way to a, a sport coach or a key stakeholders, but the language that's being used in our presentation or in the communication is unfamiliar to the listener or to the coach or to the uh, to the athletic director or whoever it might be. So that is something that we need to actually improve on. We need to improve on our ability to relate what we find, to communicate it, to translate it into a language or a vernacular that is better understood by the counterpart. So it might be perfectly uh, appropriate when we are sitting amongst a table of fellow sport or data scientists 
to communicate in a way that is, you know, the language in which we operate or which we speak in or which we talk in. Um, and that is perfect, right? That's that's what you would expect to hold a very highly academic uh, vernacular language when you're discussing uh, key concepts with colleagues or peers, right? But when we are communicating that information to people that might not be as well versed, I think it's better off to put it in more layman's terms and more coach speak, if you will, and actually translate what our findings are to what the sport coach actually needs or or communicate in a way that is better inferred by them. Secondly, I think a lot of the times what we'll see is that, you know, most of the times I've seen it and I've certainly been through it in various parts of my career is that we will go and chase down a rabbit hole that is uh, that's being pursued by uh, a key stakeholder or a sport coach or whatever it might be. And what essentially what they're asking for is to produce data or produce information that essentially supports their hypothesis, right? And I think that is, uh, that's a challenge that we also have to face, right? We are essentially scientists that need to go out and objectively evaluate and collect data and, and not hold a, uh, a bias about an opinion one way or another. And I think it is valuable for us to be able to seek the truth, Right. And not necessarily seek the opinions or data that will best support the hypothesis of a uh, of a leader or of a stakeholder that wants information uh, that will best support their own speaking notes or their own presentation. So, you know, a lot of the times what I've seen and heard is that sports scientists and, and data scientists get put into a corner of, you know, essentially searching and seeking the answers uh, or the air, you know, I, I use this with air quotations, the, the truths that the key stakeholders want. Um, but the very best I think that we've worked with, and I certainly I feel like uh, currently, right, they are, you know, unbiased about what answers come out of data or come out of sports science. They just want the truth. And if that means that it goes against what their opinions are or what their beliefs are or what their, you know, most prizely held beliefs might be, then what the very best do is they alter their beliefs and they have the right to be wrong and the right to change their mind. And I think that is a, uh, a really powerful hallmark of a great leader. And then finally, what I, I see sometimes uh, across the board is that when sports science or data scientists actually go and present their information, they're presenting in a way that sort of uh, shoots themselves metaphorically in their foot, right? So they might create really sound charts and, and visualizations and graphs or whatever, but they actually get, uh, a lot of the times I, I, the conversations I get from people is they're, they're very nervous to actually present this information, right, wrong, indifferent, no other, that they're nervous because they don't want the other party to extract the wrong ideas from the analysis. And I see that all the time is that, you know, they, they will, you know, go out of their way to, to do everything from a protocol, from a criteria standpoint, very, very uh, robust and sound. 
But it's, it's again, when you're standing in front of a crowd of your colleagues or peers organizationally wide or from a conference that they just simply don't want the information that they are presenting to be, uh, to be miscommunicated. So a lot of times that fear really sort of derails them from actually uh, doing, you know, their best work and presenting their ideas in the best way. So again, I think all three of these commonalities all center around communication skills. Um, and that is something that I think that as we go through our own sort of curriculum of development, that we need to have a better understanding of what we need to do to communicate these ideas with key stakeholders um, rather than potentially, you know, learning a new uh, software system or programming language. We just really need to spend more time on our ability to communicate because at the end of the day, no matter how great the information or chart is, most of the times great coaches will, they'll lean on your translation of the data and the translation of the sports science to actually uh, lead them in the direction of where they can drive the decision-making process. And, uh, and that's just something that I don't often, you know, I don't often see done yet, or at least continues to, to need to be discussed amongst us. It needs to be championed by us. And we really need to uh, put a greater emphasis on what we need to do to, uh, to better those skill sets. So, you know, ultimately, I just think that what we collect and how we collect it has always been, I think, really, really sound. And I think that, you know, technologies allow us to collect things at a rapid speed that was otherwise 10, 15 years ago, really challenging to objectively measure. And then obviously with the, the collection of data science uh, sort of bleeding over into the sport organizations, what we have is a lot of things that key stakeholders don't really understand. They, they understand that there's value in it, uh, but they don't understand potentially what the value could be or what the, the information is telling them to do. So my recommendation is that we need to really try to, I don't want to say water down what we're finding, but have a better understanding of how to communicate data and sports science to lay audiences, those that don't work in this profession, those that don't bleed this profession, that don't love this sort of uh, this pursuit. We need to have a better understanding of how to communicate those things. And that might mean ultimately how we uh, organize data and sports science teams and, or and departments so that when we do put together these departments, we put together these people that first and foremost that we are doing so in a thoughtful way that essentially starts with the right questions in the beginning and then seeks out the right technologies to... Uh, better our ability to answer that question and then position the right people in the right spots, the labor force, those with the technical and skill set knowledge to be able to do it. But then all the while to wrap a bow around all of this 
is to be able to make sure that there's people in the organization that can translate what they find to the right people so that those with the power and the ability to make the decisions uh, within the organizational chart actually feel confident with the information that they have uh, presented to them in a way that they can actually understand. Hey, everybody, that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Decoding Excellence Show, the random show. It is my hopes in the new year to try to bring you a show every single week. If it's not a interview with some sports scientist or sports performance coach or leading expert in their discipline, then it's going to be me. I'm going to practice the habit uh, of being a professional behind the microphone and continuing to bring you a show every single week. Unsure exactly whether it's going to be Fridays or Mondays for publication dates, but stay tuned. I'll promise as I continue to refine our own process here uh, to give you a date so that it can be a little bit more predictable than the uh, the random show that just pops up here and there. But like always, thank you so much for supporting the show. I hope you got a lot of value and hopefully this random show simply made you think because that is the nature of the Decoding Excellence show to really try to bring out the very best ideas. And as always, there's a number of different ways that you can support the show, right? The first thing is I have a monthly newsletter that goes out. It is located at adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. And like I said in the intro, it is chocked full of great articles, research papers, um, sort of daily notes, things I'm finding fascinating and experimenting with and being a human guinea pig with to try to change my own behaviors, my own habits, but to ultimately to really try to improve my life and get something a little bit more meaningful out of it. So uh, head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter, pop in your email, and I promise you, you'll get the welcome email and you'll start receiving those monthly updates and you won't regret it. I'm not gonna send you a bunch of spam messages or anything like that. I really think that you'll get a lot out of it and, uh, and check it out. I get questions every single time we publish either an article or the latest update to the Decoding Excellence show. And the question I often receive is, how do I support this show? Well, we have a new way that the audience and the crowd and everybody else here can support the Decoding Excellence show. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. It's actually not buying me a coffee. I know the name sounds sort of uh, confusing or misleading, if you will. But what it is, is it's a, a platform, sort of a crowdsourcing way of, uh, of donating to the show. And the idea is that you would donate a coffee, right? $5, $4 or whatever to the Decoding Excellence show. And what we do with this is we turn the proceeds directly over to supporting the hosting of the Decoding Excellence show on whether it's on Spotify or on Simplecast or iTunes and elsewhere. And it, it supports the hosting fees for our website and the Decoding Excellence uh, Decoding Excellence show. So if you want to support the show, you can buy me a coffee. You can buy seven coffees. You buy yourself a coffee. Otherwise, please head over, check it out. It is buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. I'll include it in the show notes. And as always, 
thank you for supporting the Decoding Excellence show.